Hello, this is Augie, uh, and you're listening to Your Two Cents. Um, let me adjust. Sorry for the noise. Okay, uh, today we are looking at two fragrances uh, from the House of Guerlain. Um, one a classic, uh, one a flanker to the classic that gets very little notice, and it's a crime that it doesn't. So uh, this is the Habit Rouge Show. Show. Um, the red coat. So anyhow, uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, gotta let go of this mic. Okay, let's pop that off. Drop the bass. Uh, today we're looking at Habat Rouge. Um, Fragrance first came out in 1965, uh, made by Jean-Paul Guerlain, who, I don't know, I think it was about a decade, a, a, maybe a little over a decade, he said some racist, racist comments, uh, right when I think the house was going through some changes, which I think affected the second fragrance, um, they basically hired Terry Wasser right after that, and you know, poor guy had to come in after a controversy. And uh, if you think about fragrance houses and all the controversies that are always stirred up by them, which is pretty much none, uh, rather a unique thing to happen. So, you know, it was a shame uh, and, and, and uncalled for. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, uh, anything in that whole situation was uh, decent, but... Um, Anyhow, the long and the short of it, he did create Habat Rouge in 1965. And uh, the great thing about this, um, if you're into fragrances or getting into it, uh, collecting and all that, this is a classic. And one neat thing about this classic is it's been reviewed online uh, on YouTube uh, by four of the best, uh, I think, reviewers out there. I mean, there, there's several great ones, don't get me wrong, but four of my favorites just for my own various reasons. Uh, Israel Gonzalez of Dollars and Cents, uh, Lanier Smith, uh, the gentleman, Lanier Smith, uh, Cody uh, on the Drac Doc channel, uh, probably the first guy I really watched where I thought, wow, there's an art to this, and uh, Lex Ellis uh, from Scotland who just a real nice guy, and uh, also, um, I think, funny. <laughs> I enjoy uh, watching him, and uh, I, I think anything Scottish or British, I, I just think the accent's funny, So, uh, but, but he is actually funny, and uh, he also does go after the powerhouse classic fragrances, and that is definitely what this is. There's a train coming. I don't know how these things happen. You know, like, whenever I decide to record, there's a train. But, you know, it's kind of quaint. And the tracks are, like, miles away. So, I, I don't know. I don't... Under, anyhow, on the road. And uh, that's what you get. Although, I think we had motorcycles the last time. Real briefly, uh, I apologize. Last week, I didn't put out a podcast. Uh, real, Really no excuse, except I'm going to change things up a bit. I kind of figure I'll do a couple or a podcast a week uh, over a couple cents 
And then I am, uh, I have joined the YouTube crowd, YouTube crowd. If you wish to look at that, it's uh, your two cents. Uh, just type that in at YouTube. Please subscribe and uh, hopefully like. I've just done three fragrances. What I'm doing with that is uh, going over the ones that I like that it seems are overlooked and nobody has really reviewed them. And when I say nobody, maybe there's one or two reviews, but they might be anywhere from, you know, three to four or five years old. So uh, I didn't mean that in a disrespectful way, but nobody recently has looked at it. And, uh, you know, there's just so many scents. I can understand that, that things fall through the cracks, but it also kind of drives me nuts. So anyhow, uh, out of these two fragrances this week, uh, the second one will be on YouTube uh, by the end of this week. So that's my plan. I'm sticking to it. Um, let's see. Habit Rouge. Uh, I'll read off the notes. Uh, you can tell this was a fragrance made in 1965. And I also, uh, because there's so many notes, and I also did read something that John Paul Golan, when he made this, he kind of took like... I've heard, you know, a couple things the reviewers said, and then I was reading this thing, but basically, uh, I guess he, and, and who knows, this was on the internet, I don't know the source for certain, but basically he mixed in um, some fragrance notes and poured them into basically a feminine batch of, of notes, and what came out was Habit Rouge, and I guess his father, or I believe that's who was in his boss at the time uh, basically thought you know you just ruined the company this is a ridiculous scent to put out this has never been done so it was groundbreaking at its time if that story is correct once again read that on the internet uh, bergamot lemon rosewood basil pimento mid notes sandal that's what it said. I'm assuming sandalwood, carnation, patchouli, cedar, rose, uh-oh, and cinnamon. And then the base notes, vanilla, amber, moss, leather, benzoin, labdamon, and alibanum. So that's what you have all here. I did not buy a bottle. Um, didn't see the point. I don't know what that noise is again. Apologize. Um, yes. Give it a couple sprays for my sample. Uh, it is interesting. And right off the bat, you get the bergamot, lemon. And I don't know. I was watching Lanyard Smith, and I, I really trust his nose. I think he's a great reviewer. Um, and he's just, I don't know, I've never met him, but he would seem to me like a very affable person, uh, worldly, cultured, traveled quite a bit. Um, but he just seems like a person that you could um, really learn a lot from and have a joy conversing with. Um, he said there's basil that he can pick it up. And, you know, now I'm smelling it on paper and I think I'm getting that. <laughs> but sometimes this is all suggested. I am getting a very bright citrus to my nose. And the thing that's sort of neat about this, what happens in this scent, after about five minutes, to me, five, 10, you know, 15, the citrus fades away, which is not unusual. And I think the secret of this scent is the rose 
to me comes up. I really don't get the cinnamon. I don't think I get much of any of those middle notes, but the rose, and maybe it's latched onto with the sandalwood. And, you know, when I think patchouli, I always think of the harsh well, patchouli that you know is patchouli. And I think with Guerlain and so many of these other houses, when they mix patchouli, it's part of the composition, but it's not really going to take center stage. So, yes, that rose comes up. And I think the secret to the sense is it makes rose usable in a male sense, in a male scent that is, uh, for that time, modern. And it bonds that rose because eventually it'll keep going and um, it becomes, you know, it goes from citrus rose or, you know, the more of a top note rose, even though I said the citrus dies away, I guess like a lighter rose. And then it kind of, ro the rose pairs with the leather, in my opinion. And this is, you know, a half hour or so this is going on. Because I smell, I'm smelling my wrist now. And that's been about, let me check my time. Yeah, about 44 minutes. And then it drops into this, the base notes of, uh, the rose goes away. And it's kind of a mossy leather with a little bit of vanilla. And then, like, I don't really pick up any of the incense or the cinnamon that was in the middle notes, but it's a Swedish, little bit of a moss, little bit of a leather, vanilla, and maybe all those uh, incense notes uh, add to this somewhat powdery aspect of it. And that's what you get. Um, you know, it lasts eight hours, and it projects pretty darn well. Uh, lastly, you know, who, who would use this? And uh, it was interesting watching the reviewers um, about this, and I have kind of mixed feelings. To me, growing up in the 70s and the 80s in the Midwest, um, I don't know. I'm sure somebody had this fragrance around, but I grew up in a very rural area, as I've mentioned before. And I think what happened was, to me, there's this theory called generational intelligence that they use in gerontology, which basically means that, you know, every generation kind of grasps on to, um, like, it's part of their generation. So, like, a lot of the kids, when I was at teaching high school, uh, Tommy uh, came out. All of them seemed to wear it in that, you know, four years that I worked there. Uh, and I associate it with them, which was a generation younger than me. Um, when I was in high school, the sense I remember was Drakkar Nar. Not that I was really wearing it. Um, mm, what else? Uh, you know, the 80s ones were kind of hit and miss. I can't, you know, my memory is blanking out. I remember Drakkar Nar, even though it came out before, was big with my crowd. And my dad who was actually probably a couple generations older than me. Uh, he married real late, but he'd wear, he would wear uh, a Zara Pour Homme, which is more of a lavender barbershop type of thing going on. And 
I associate that with old. The point is that I'm trying to make is, you know, everything old is old is new again. I think, you know, because this was such a, once again, Metropolis is, you know, probably was a popular fragrance, but I don't remember smelling anything like this. And to be honest, yes, I guess it's a more mature man would wear this. Uh, you know, that being said, it's only around for a 1.7, about $28, you know, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, I don't know. I don't associate it with old age. It does have rose in it, which might throw people. I mean, it, it, I would definitely say try this before you buy it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some things I've smelled lately in the niche houses. Um, I guess sweetness is the big thing. Like, uh, you know, when the folks now have kids, and they have kids, uh, I can imagine Grandpa is going to be wearing the more sweet smelling cologne that he grew up and loved wearing and that will seem passe you know uh, 20 or 30 years from now and who knows maybe this will be considered oh like a real leathery rose powder smell that's hip you know who knows which way it'll go I'm sure the perfumers will come up with new and better things and on that note we're gonna pause uh, I'm going to get something to drink, and we'll cover the next scent, uh, which does take Habat Rouge, and I believe takes it into a modern world, even though the notes are a little different than the original. Also, I'm going to scrub off this stuff on my left wrist because Habat Rouge is so strong, the original, and I don't know which version I have, which batch or anything, but it's potent, so... Um, and actually its predecessor is just not as potent. So let me pause and we'll quickly get to the next one. This is not working. Okay, we are back and there's several flankers to Habit Rouge and the one I am discussing today is Habit Rouge Low, or in other words water from the red coat. Um, I don't know. Maybe not the best name for this. Uh, let's give it a spray on paper. Uh, I, I bought this. It was in the base notes top 500 list. I don't know where, but it caught my eye. And, uh, you know, uh, yes. Uh, Habit Rouge, hello. Uh, once again, this bottle goes for about $28 for a 1.7. Uh, I think it's ideal for this time of year, though I do believe, uh, unlike the predecessor, well, I don't know, the predecessor, I guess, it, um, you know, is probably a maturity thing, but I don't know if you could wear it in summer. I think it's more of a fall, winter, uh, maybe coldish, spring, formal, you know, to me. Uh, yes, I'm doing laundry, in case you're hearing that. Also, this one, I think, is more year-round, more usable. Um, it has some basic notes here. It's, you know, you can tell it's a modern scent just by kind of the notes. It's jasmine, patchouli, vanilla, bitter orange, bitter orange, hazelnut, and green notes. And when I sprayed this on paper just now, 
you do get this bitter orange scent and it's uh I really don't know I'm, I mean I, I bought this bottle uh, let's see I sprayed some there what the heck we'll just go to bed with it tonight yeah I wore it today I don't know it's it's to me a great scent but if you did pay attention to those notes and you did listen to the first first part of this show there's no rose uh, let's see you know there is bitter orange but no lemon rosewood basil any of that on top uh, there's no vanilla oh there is vanilla I take that back uh, but what is new is they took out the moss and, and, and Terry Wasser the nose uh, put in green nose and hazelnut so you're saying gee Gus how can this be even considered anything close to Habit Rouge well here's what I think first off uh, you do get the citrus beginning and it's lovely and basically from the citrus uh, and, it, and it is nice um, something happens you get this I'm sure the jasmine's there because jasmine's you know pronounced but I feel the jasmine is toned down because it was really floral it wouldn't be much of a masculine scent in my opinion um, and kinda like how about rouge is uh, making rose a usable leathery type of uh, men's scent for its time I believe this Terry Wasser had jasmine in the middle and he thought well how can I make that masculine and I guess he thought of hazelnut he added some vanilla and some green notes which probably ties into the uh, oak moss maybe maybe it's at more of the beginning but I mean at the beginning I basically get the bitter orange and what happens with this scent oh, I love it it's uh, I guess the hazelnut and the jasmine combined because I do not really get a nutty feel to it and that happens well, let's check here yeah that happens I believe oh, I'll put some here okay I just love this stuff I could probably bathe in it um you know five ten minutes you have that orange it begins to fade and it transitions into that jasmine nutty orangey kind of thing um, eventually what you get is a lighter powdery type scent and you know I just find it delicious um, you know this is one of those scents that I plan to make a YouTube video on um, just simply because it's so uh, overlooked I, you know I can't believe it, uh, it it's uh, there is one gentleman Scentland who reviewed this and I'm sure there's others but God, it also goes for $28 for a 1.7. Um, it's a very versatile scent. I mean, it turns to powder. It's vanillic. Uh, and like as far as the jasmine, I've never gotten much of a, a feminine vibe from this. Uh, I'm going to say something that's probably very unpopular. Midnight in Paris, uh, which is powdery and uh, has some well it's probably pretty different from this to be honest 
I don't really care much for. And, and I know that's blasphemy. A lot of the YouTube reviewers and almost, I guess, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's a great scent for winter. Um, I don't know. To me, it's just a little bit too much powdery, floral, I guess feminine. I don't know. And, and here's a guy that just reviewed a rose scent, and I do like rose scents. And, yeah, to me, it's, it's uh, more of a stretch where in uh, Midnight in Paris, it seems more feminine to me. And, and it does project and all that, and I just get a little more uncomfortable with this. Uh, Habit Rouge, low, um, it does project. Uh, I would say for four hours, five hours, uh, people will notice you. Um, I've never received a compliment on this, but I think it's a very cozy, uh, refreshing, and soothing scent all at the same time. It's just... I mean, I do love the citrus opening. I think there is, even though it doesn't have a ton of notes like, um, you know, the original, it does have that powdery sweet, and it is sweeter than the original. I mean, I said there's some green in there, green notes, but it's not like the oak moss, which that was kind of futile. I tried scrubbing the other one off just to have a clean nose and yeah, it's alive and well. It's it's a very strong fragrance. Um, yeah, I, I hope I'm doing a decent job reviewing this. That's another reason why I'm kind of doing the uh, videos because I think uh, this kind of preps me for the other one. Um, and to be honest, I like this so much, I feel like I am doing an injustice. Um, Basically, it lasts, it's powdery, it's sweet, it's much more modern than Habit Rouge, and much more usable. Uh, as far as ages for this, I think everybody could wear this. Um, you know, I guess if I was younger, I, I would think it would probably be a little bit better in the colder months. Uh, and, and the reason being, uh, maybe it would be too pronounced and, you know, whatever whatever you think makes it seem a little old, you know, powder. Uh, I don't know if you'd really want that uh, in the summer. Although, I wore it this summer, and, and uh, I don't know, I just, I just like it a lot, and I, I think it does work. Uh, and, and I think that's the same thing about fashion and style. I mean, if you believe that this works, uh, whatever, an outfit or a cologne, and you really think it can and does, uh, by God, it probably will. And, uh, you know, something as beautiful as this, for me, uh, just really fills the bill as far as uh, uh, an all-year scent. Uh, I would say it's more casual. I'd say it's somewhat romantic. Um, although I have worn it at work. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it, it's almost... Uh, I shouldn't say perfect, but it's classic. Um, I was just smelling the bottle. The bottle's not much to look at. I mean, it's what they have for the Habit Rouge line. Um, they all look a little similar, you know, and kind of, oh, just thinner, rectangular uh, type thing, uh, higher than it is wide. And uh, anyhow, this might not be the best review. Uh, I am just really, as you can tell, enjoying smelling myself and yeah see the paper 
which I sprayed quite a while ago. Still citrus, but slowly starting to transition into the uh, uh, floral, uh, somewhat hazelnutty middle. And I, I guess that's the best way I could say it. It is a bit nutty. The thing is, it's just not overtly floral, although it's there. So I'm thinking, just like the leather tones down the rose in the other one, and then the vanilla takes over, same thing. Uh, starts with citrus here, uh, there's jasmine, there's some patchouli, uh, and there's vanilla, and I mean, I'm sorry, there's hazelnut, and I think in the middle that's what's all mixing together. And then at the end, uh, the vanilla takes over more so, and maybe because of one of the other notes, it does become a little more powdery than just a straight vanilla. So there, ta-da! That's basically it in a nutshell. So, a wonderful scent. Um, you know, Christmas is coming up. Uh, if I had any gentleman in my life, uh, I would go with the second. Um, the Habit Rouge Lot. Um, if I had somebody really into fragrances, I mean, to the point where they have a collection and they respect uh, the previous uh, classics, uh, I wouldn't hesitate to get Habat Rouge, the original for them. Uh, I really don't know about, you know, uh, the whole thing about the age on the scent. I, I would say, I don't know. I mean, especially winter, I think it's usable. I think it's a little more formal. Uh, I sit up a little... Um, you know, straighter when I wear the original Habat Rouge. Um, you know, and the Habat Rouge Low to me is um, a step down. I mean, you could dress it up and you could wear it, you know, in a casual setting. So, there you go. Um, you know, I don't, the biggest problem with Habat Rouge Low is, uh, I'm sure somebody has a sample, a decant shop, uh, if you haven't checked those folks out more than likely have it. Um, you know, I'm very content checking the eBay and doing stuff like that. Uh, never had a problem. Well, I take that back. I had one that might be a problem. To me, it smells off. You know, the person says it's not, you know, and, and it's nothing to do with Guerlain. It's just my experience. So, you know, there are places that you can get samples. Um, problem is with probably both of these, you're not just going to find them anywhere. So, you would probably have to get a decant. But that being said, um, you know, uh, they're out there, and I think they're worth um, searching out. If an idea of a, a very well-blended, rosy, uh, I mean, like I say, I keep emphasizing the rose because I think that's such a note. If it was just really a cedar or, or heavy cedar mid, I don't, I don't think that's so hard to explain away, whereas a rose... I don't know. It's, there's something about it that just, I think people get a little uneasy. But if that interests you, uh, that's a great scent. And you have a classic, and yeah, that's how about Rouge. Um, if you like the idea of a wonderful citrus opening, um, of subdued, floral, nutty mid that is, you know, just really comforting that goes even to a more comfortable powdery vanilla ending. Uh, both of these have great lasting power. Uh, both of these are um, project well. 
uh, it's been warmer that I've been wearing the low so I have been going less on the trigger but uh, you know now it might project more a little in the cooler weather coming up yeah it's just wonderful so I hope that helped um, you know uh, I feel at a disadvantage because the second scent I like so much so um, this is a good learning tool uh, and I will have a video coming out this week on Habit Rouge Low uh, check that out on YouTube um, if you have any comments please 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 uh, do so by the way this is show 13 so um, I think I'm going to call it quits. Sorry for rambling on. I just uh, had a hard time putting that second one into words. Uh, but anyhow, I'll shut up. Thank you for listening, and we'll have another show next week. Thank you much. Mm -hmm.